This is exactly right. I'm Babs Gray, and the guy at 7-Eleven told me the pizza was too old. Hollywood ageism much? (laughs) (laughs) I'm Brandy Posey, and are you the toilet seat that gives me HPV? She whispered, knowing the day (laughs) had finally come. (laughs) I'm Tess Barker, and it must work if they sell it at Sephora. That's me about to go big on some new snake oil. (laughs) (laughs) And this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Here can we. Welcome to the show, everybody. Everybody. It's- yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> related to Backstreet Boys the other day, I was singing, of course, one of the best lines of all time from that song where he goes, mm-hmm. Am I sexual? Yeah. 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 And then I thought, what if he's saying, Am bisexual? Am oh. bisexual? And I was like, just a little, you know, well, you can Easter use egg. That. Yeah. yeah, just a little Easter egg out there for the bisexuals. That's a little, uh, that's a little uh, Alamo uh, <laughs> a- action, which you'll, you know, that's, that's a, a little preview you'll get for that later. Later, yes, yeah. you will. In about fifteen minutes, uh- <laughs> um, we should shout out our very super exciting no slumber party. I don't know if that's what we're calling it. Sure, I, I think we have I think it is. That, so I think we should call it. Okay, that. no yeah, slumber yeah. party, just- June twenty fifth. We mm-hmm. are doing a 24-hour live stream sleepover um, for our patrons. We're very excited. It's going to be a really silly good time. You get to watch us go mad in real time. So yes. <laughs> go ahead over to Patreon and join if you want to um, be part of the fun. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. We're going to have all sorts of like guests and games and pranks and everything kind of figured out. And It's, uh, it's going to be a fun time. And you get plenty of awesome content on our Patreon as well. Yeah, we have so much fun bonus stuff that we're doing over there all the time. You can hear our voices saying all kinds of words, <laughs> even so more true. words. So yeah, true. so many words, all of the words. If you wanted to uh, create a podcast of us saying even more words, that's where you would find even more uh, for your AI bot uh, to feed into it. I, I was actually, we were talking about this um I, me and Adam, we were watching an old black mirror where mm-hmm. they, uh, this woman's husband dies and then she starts talking to a AI that like has his personality implanted because he was on social oh. media so much that it could make a version of him. Uh-huh. And we were talking about how like, obviously we've had a podcast for 10 years. Yeah. So it'd be fairly easy to make one of me, but he has like nothing. <laughs> So for him, so we funny. have an automatic cat feeder that has his voice on it. And I was like, that's the only thing that I would be able to talk to is just this thing that goes, hey, kitties, it's time to eat. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to our future together. <laughs> Your holograms. Honestly, pretty accurate Aww. representation of our uh, Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. I love that. 
Yeah. Oh my god. We got uh, any dates to shout out. Yeah, real quick dates. Uh, tonight, uh, I'm gonna be in Morgantown, West Virginia. Uh, this whole weekend, I am in Columbus, Ohio, Noblesville, Indiana, Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, BrandyPosey.com for all the dates and deets for that. Uh, and then the next picture, of this is on May 6th in Los Angeles. Um, so picturethiscomedy.com for tickets for that as well. Uh, would love to see you. It's my favorite thing to do besides this. <laughs> uh, we're doing stuff. Go check out ladytoladycomedy.com. We got a calendar up there. has all of our stand-up dates. So yeah. go see that. Oh my God, we're so excited for today's episode. We have a wonderful guest. You know him. He is the co-host of the Netflix show Snack vs. Chef. He's also a regular on NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. And he's a comedian you've seen all over the place. He has a new special coming out called Vacation Baby. And it's super funny. You can catch it on YouTube. Please enjoy our hang with Hari Kundabolu. <laughs> Hi guys, so happy to be here. Oh my god, so excited to have our guest on the podcast who doesn't have a camera, so we're talking to a mystery box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we think it's Hari, we'll find out, I don't Hari know. Hari Kondabolu, hi, welcome to the show. Hello, yes, this is the comedian Hari Kondabolu, how are you? We believe you. Based on audio cues, we will believe you. What's something only a podcast fan would know, Hari? I have a question. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Are you a podcast fan, Harry? Do you listen to I know you have podcasts, but do you listen to a lot of them? I haven't. No. I mean, you know, I the podcast I started listening to recently is Draymond Green's podcast, who plays for the Golden State Warriors. Okay. Uh, I've gotten to basketball a lot in the last few years, and so I listen to his podcast and another Warriors podcast I like. And it's mostly sports stuff. I, I, that's, I, fine. that's okay. That's okay. Guy. It's fine. <laughs> and then my I, part, my partner like likes Ezra Klein a lot, so we listen to a lot of Ezra Klein together. It's nice. basically like she's the one that keeps me smart, and yeah. the rest <laughs> of it, I'm the one who's like dumbing myself down. It's good to have that. It's good to have that. I definitely, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, get a lot of information from my, my <laughs> friend. We'll just say that he's passing a lot along that I don't know would be getting to me otherwise. I was well, like. My husband listens almost exclusively to sports podcasts and like there's such a fine line between sports podcasting and like astrology, you know, mm-hmm. because it's so much like, well, this could happen. I mean, this I think and it's a lot of like gaming out like what would have happened five years ago if someone different had been coaching the team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where was Saturn when the trade occurred? I need to yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's like I I mean, I uh, I, had, I had an ex that was really into sports and like there are certain sports programs that I think are very good about like bringing culture into what's going on. It's like sure. um, there's that Dan Lebitard guy. Yeah, that you guys listen Dan to Dan Lebitard's great yeah he does yeah. a lot of that yeah yeah uh, outside the lines is, is fantastic i like mm-hmm. those 30 for 30 movies that ESPN those are makes. great yeah. yeah that um uh brian gumbel's uh real sports oh me, is and, me and my partner we watch that every third tuesday when it comes out on hbo yeah Boy, you I know love the schedule show. you're on yeah. a point. I, you have a tv guide for that <laughs> it's funny because we always assume that brian gumbel has no idea what's happening until the day he shows up to read like the wraparounds. <laughs> totally. It's like, he's just reading. He's like, I've been doing this forever. I, it's cool. You, you all made a TV show. Tell me what to read. Tell me what questions to ask. And then I'll, I'll go back home to my mansion. I love Exa- it. Exactly. He's the, uh, like the Pat Sajak. That is another level. Yeah. <laughs> Sport shows. <laughs> you you know have, I, mean? um, I was watching your trailer for your new stand up special vacation, Ooh. baby. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And you have a. I've loved your uh, Steph Curry joke. 
in there. Oh, so, got a little bit of Seth Curry joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, tell us about your uh, yeah your new special, and um, you know, you excited about it? What what topics are you covering that you haven't in the past? I'm excited about. about I'm nervous. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll tell you why I'm excited. I'm excited because it's definitely the most personal special I've put out. Me and my partner had a kid during the pandemic. So it, it's about the experience of having a kid during a global pandemic and our personal yeah. experience with it. Um, you know, it's, it's about parenthood, um, though I, I don't get into that as much. It's probably for future stuff, but it's really more about the actual like, pregnancy and everything that mm. kind of comes after. And um, of course, it still has like my voice. It's still like uh, mm-hmm. political for a lack of a better word. And makes people uncomfortable and there's some of that in there too um and there's definitely but it's definitely more self-deprecatory and personal than i usually do and i like that because that that has been a goal to not um just share myself through my points of view but to actually share myself with life stories and experiences Mm. i've always felt more comfortable with people like figuring out who i am from Mm -hmm. what i say as opposed to actually sharing my experiences where you're more vulnerable. So I feel like I do a pretty good job of that on this. So I'm, I'm super proud of it. I think it's, um, it feels like an artistic progression and, and cause I feel like my life has changed a lot and I feel like I wanted a special that really echoed that. Um, the thing, um, that I'm nervous about and that scares me is that I, I am putting this out myself and I no, funded wow, cool. it myself and I, I just didn't want to wait anymore. It's just like, yeah. you're awesome. like waiting for someone to give no, you yeah. a call. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's, it's a big financial, like I didn't, yeah. I didn't go cheap on it. I wanted it to look good. And part of me, like really one regrets that I spent so much and, mm-hmm. uh, and worries that like, this isn't going to work. But, and the other part of me is like, yeah, but you made what you wanted to make and it looks the way you wanted it to look. And yeah, it, like you can't, like, I'm trying to live in that moment, regardless of, what others think of it. Like, I love it. I'm really, this is the first time I've done a special and I've looked at it after and felt like, Oh, this is, this is good without tons mm-hmm. of regrets. So, um, That's you know, there's, there's that. It feels good. I mean, that is the trend now. It seems like, right. Yeah. Well, doing yeah. it themselves. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. sort of had that thought recently too, where it's like all the, like the industry people that are the, the ones that make these decisions about whether or not they're going to produce your shit. It's like, you're, I'm basically doing this just so you can kind of like front me some money. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. Find that money myself and cut you right. out of this. Yeah. Right. Cut my ass, cut it out. And then I get all the profits from it. And then I have a full artistic, you know, I, I get to make Control. all the decisions yeah. on it. The yeah. fear yeah. for me is that there are no profits from it. That's the fear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So are yeah. you putting it out for, uh, like, how are you putting it out then exactly? It's going to go um, direct to YouTube on April 18th. But I've, so it's called Vacation Baby. But I mm-hmm. also have an, album that's coming out with it that i'm putting out separately that is kind of like a remixed version of oh cool the 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 special it has 20 minutes more jokes Mm. um and it's definitely i feel like the the album is definitely much more aggressive and Mm -hmm. harsh than the special is which is by design you know i want new people to watch it and so a joke about a solution for gentrification uh, through a white civil war might not mm-hmm. be everyone's cup of tea. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Who's so. who isn't fantasized about that? Uh. <laughs> so, um, 
you know, like so I called. So the, you sold. So you've sold out, is what you're telling us. Oh, big yeah. time! You kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> if selling out means spending way too much money while you have a two year old child that you have to feed, then yes. The 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 album is called Extended Vacation Baby because it's 20 minutes longer. So that's oh, cool. cool. Yeah. I love that's that. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's you know, I'm not in the same position as you are with career wise, but like I can. I think all of us can really identify with that, like want to really, mm-hmm. yeah, put out your own stuff, but it's yeah. the risk is, is so different, but you're risking it either way, really, you know, and I'd rather exactly. sometimes just be the only one dealing with all that bullshit. Than yeah, for sure. Well, it also feels like, at least for me, like everything that I've put out on my own or like really been the person that's driving it that's the stuff that's been truly successful and the things that I've been like okay we wait for the contract to get signed and I guess we have to listen to this person that I would never speak to unless I had to because they gave me money uh and that's that's always where I've been like screwed financially or like it's messed up my time or it's like it so like yeah I just feel like everything that I've really been like the the person that to lead on has been the thing that I feel creatively fulfilled on and is actually could been the thing that continues to to reward me <laughs> over right. time. I mean, I mean my- it's hard though because you get like yeah. kind of brainwashed into like this is the way it has to yeah. be. Oh, of course, and, and yeah. It's Hollywood and all this stuff, and then you realize that like they have no idea what they're doing either. Yeah, like, that's yeah. Why yeah. They don't keep know. getting fired and things keep getting sold, and yep. you know the one thing uh, at the end of the day they need us because if yeah. no one's making stuff, right? So yeah. To yeah. me, I, it kind of did feel like the way it did when I started doing comedy in a kind of a great way. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not dependent on mm-hmm. a network here. This is me doing what I want, how I want to do it. And if I don't think about the huge financial investment, it's pretty great. It's a pretty yeah. great feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I don't think about yeah. a child not having money for diapers, then it's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I'm sorry, son. You're going to have to use uh, my old T-shirts because daddy <laughs> wanted a sixth camera. <laughs> you got any merch you could use that for you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah yeah merch makes great papers i think right yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've seen some merch that absolutely would yeah <laughs> I, I definitely don't think my old cds fit the bill but we could try oh. yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, with all those old cds i mean i've seen yeah. people put them on christmas trees which i think is kind of that's fun. hilarious <laughs> that's fun that's a good use of it for sure <laughs> Because they are I pretty. Mean, they reflect the light nicely. Really well. Really <laughs> yeah. well. That was a big, I remember, in, uh, do you remember when they used to send out like the AOL discs all the time? Of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. For the listener, back in the day, the way the internet worked is you put a, I don't even remember, you put a CD into a computer and like, is that where you got the program no, you from? you only had to download it. it Just it, it once, right? CD because we all already had AOL, so we didn't yeah, yeah, need yeah. the CD. Yeah, but, but you would get them all the time. People to try to get it. Yeah, to try to get you to download it. It's the original yeah. Bed Bath and Beyond coupon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I would, I had in like my teen years, I had like one wall that was just those CDs that like the sun as it was coming down would hit it and it would just like create this big light <laughs> in my room. Beautiful. Yep. CD wall. Thanks AOL. I know. I, just, you I was are. just back home and I found like you know I was a huge Beastie Boys fan growing up and I found like my collectible Beastie Boys CD. And I'm like, yeah. What do I? I, I what do you do yeah. with this? Shadow box it, baby. Turn your whole house <laughs> into a shadow box. Um, It'd be different if it was vinyl. Like I have all yeah. these old yes. CDs that I feel yeah. are precious in a weird way that I don't want to get rid of. I have that sentiment. Mm-hmm. Like I bought this from the wall back in 1995, yeah. and 
and but there's CDs and you can easily get yeah. the audio yeah. on your other devices. But but what do you do with it? Because with vinyl, it makes sense to me. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. our generation got really fucked because we're the ones that all scammed Columbia House. So we had like a yep. huge CD collection. Oh, yeah. So we many were- Counting Crows <laughs> albums. Amos, Flame and Lips. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, but then we weren't quite in the like the the generation that knew that vinyl was cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> yeah, that correct. They, I feel like aggressively they were like, "Ooh, vinyl." When we were kids. It was like very. Yes, don't yeah. buy that. I think it's, <laughs> yeah, I've, I'm still on mini discs. Okay, I've got a huge mini disc <laughs> collection. <laughs> I love it. You, you'll see a laser disc at like a Goodwill every once in a while, and you're like, "Where did you come from?" <laughs> I had no idea that Blu-ray was such a huge thing, and people prefer Blu-ray. I know. I know. Do I'm, oh, it's yeah. still out there. It's still doing its wow. thing. I have no idea how. But how I is mean, it doing it? How is it <laughs> keeping up? If DVDs are barely surviving, how is the Blu-ray pulling it off? Incredible. I mean, I don't remember. What is the deal with Blu-ray? Does it have like a blue? I think it just looks better or something. Yeah. yeah. I've Maybe. never been someone who like... I, I maybe this is like not nice to filmmakers who give a shit about you know how things look, but I'm, yeah, I'm I've never I've always gone you know if you're buying something to watch uh, like on Amazon I'm like I'm going SD I'm not going HD I'm paying a dollar less I don't care how good it looks just show it to me it's fine I respect that sometimes <laughs> HD can be a little bit too HD like it almost yeah. starts to look fake you're again like, I don't need to see these pores. Yeah. yeah, there's no makeup in the world that could fix that. Because if anything, it just looks like you're wearing makeup, which immediately destroys the illusion. Like, why is this <laughs> yeah. construction worker wearing makeup in this scene? Like, that would, really not, would not happen. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I've, I've learned about Blu-ray very quickly. Uh, <laughs> okay, what's up? The Blu-ray refers to the blue laser uh, that is used to read the disc, which allows information to be stored at a greater density than is possible with the longer wavelength red laser used for DVDs. So you can put way more on a probably. So it's probably like better quality video and then more extras onto the Blu-ray discs. Okay. So anyway, I do miss extras. I will say that. I do too. There is like what what is your favorite DVD menu to just have playing in the background? <laughs> is there Ah, that's wow. funny. <laughs> I mean, I miss commentary. I feel like I'm kind of surprised that Netflix and other streaming services haven't offered like, oh, you can yeah. listen to this with director's commentary cuz that used mm-hmm. to be the best part of DVDs. Like, why is it I don't know why they don't have that as an option. Yeah, cuz that's also content with very little to add. It's like you're just there. adding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the overhead is like you just need a microphone. Yes. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, it would involve them paying people one iota oh, more yeah, money. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is like the, uh, yeah, Dawson's Creek doesn't have the right theme song because they wouldn't pay for it or something. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. My favorite. That's the re- oh, God, God. No, no, no. Well, th- you. that's the reason why, like, I love Homicide Life on the Street. Like, it's oh, one of so the good. best shows ever. And you can't easily get it. It's, it's not going to be streamed mm-hmm. because there's so much music that they used Oh, and there's yeah. also so many production companies involved, like to figure out the rights and to pay enough people is not worth it. But it's like the best show that not enough people know. Like it's it's, it's amazing. Comparable to The Wire, considering David Simon did both. Oh, uh, I didn't know that David Simon did Homicide. Yeah, it's yeah. his first his first show. Oh. It's based on that and the book he wrote, Homicide mm-hmm. Life on the Street. So it's oh. like Yeah. I kind of almost I feel like uh Andre Brower's performance as Pembleton. Uh, along with Kyle Sikora's performance, I think 
puts homicide a bit over the wire for me. And that's, wow. a, that's a big thing. Yeah. Is it yeah. moving a little bit of a faster clip than the wire? Uh. I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. yeah. It, it things it's definitely like t- like broadcast TV, so they have to move okay. it a lot faster. Because I, yeah. I love The Wire, but I remember the first time I watched it, it was so much more of a slow burn than I was anticipating. Yeah, and there's no scenes where things just breathe. Like there's definitely okay. it's quick. It's yeah. quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, that's yeah. an awesome awesome show. Shout out to Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Baltimore is like its big thing is known for like murder. Like, yeah, oh, you're, the, you're the town that makes the murder shows. Oh, hey. that's right. And crabs. Thank you very much. Murder and crabs, flag. baby. Or wait, town. Town you know, it's funny. So I'm, I'm from right outside of the, uh, Baltimore, and we have these benches in the city that say Baltimore, the greatest city in the world. And I really love them. They're very <laughs> funny to me. <laughs> it's so gaslighty. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> What are you going to do? We're Baltimore. <laughs> the center of the universe, Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> John hey, how Waters. Do, how, do, how do real, is it is it real like Baltimore people? Like they say Balmer, right? I'm yeah, Balmer. Balmer Merlin. It's a Balmer real Merlin. real mumble mouth Balmer? situation. Balmer Merlin. Balmer. Balmer uh, Merlin next to Washington, D.C. Washington. Uh, Washington. Washington. Oh, are yeah. Balmer people worse your hands people? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Them in Central PA have a similar, but Baltimore is like kind of faster and a little bit mushier. Okay. Um, I remember I had a, like an ex come home and um, my best friend's parents are from like inner city Baltimore. And he was like, I don't know what they're saying to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, take it slow. You'll find there's no, there's no, uh, there's no hard letters. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just a real I never real thought mush. I had an accent because I'm from California, but I'm going to say this correctly and then I'm going to say it how I say it. When I was in <laughs> high school, I had a job at the outlet mall, but okay. I would always be like, I work at the Alamo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? And people that? Like, you work at the Alamo? Yeah, I work at the Alamo. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Where sounds- in California do they yeah. sound like that? Camarillo. By the Alamo. 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 That sounds like you're saying Alamo. I love it. Yeah. Everyone thought I worked at the Alamo. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Never heard that one before. Like, it's, a long, it's a long commute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and remember it. Remember the Alamo. So many... So many letters were disregarded. <laughs> I know. I know. Who so needs them? I decided to sell you discount jeans. We don't have time for consonants. <laughs> I would like test merch that says, says remember the outlet mall, but it's just like all, all, all oh run God, together. That's a very good idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that seems like merch for the merch for the show, isn't it? Yeah, like a perfect I mean, insight yeah, we're really have to do it. Yeah, there, future, there it is. Future diapers, right there. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Exactly right. You're listening. Write it up. All my tote bags. All my tote bags could definitely be diapers. Does somebody need them? <laughs> I'm in a surplus. I like yeah. a baby with handles. Is feels like a nice like we gotta yeah, go carry carry a yeah. baby in that. Is that yeah. You understand yeah. kind of depressing? Someone told me that you have to keep a tote bag for one tote bag for 20 years to like offset the environmental impact of that tote bag. So like, oh, it's great. We're all off like regular shopping bags, but like our excessive tote bags are also a problem. Well, yeah. 
we're all lying to ourselves. I mean, yes. I don't want to get too, but like, you know, no, we're, we are like, I'm, I'm going through the plastic and seeing is this plastic recyclable or not? And meanwhile, Jeff Bezos is in a rocket ship. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. We're doing our, we're doing our best, but I wish everybody was. Uh. <laughs> he should just make a deal where he yeah. somehow the rocket ship burns up a bunch of the plastic when he <laughs> uses it. Yeah. It probably wouldn't be great for the air, but you know. Yeah, kind of you can have a rocket ship if you take a bunch of the, st- of the trash to space with you and yes, then you stay exactly. there and live in it. Yes, to haul some trash uh, with them. <laughs> yeah. Pack it just in, pack pitch. it out. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just stay stay in the rocket ship with it like a real celestial Oscar the Grouch. I'd appreciate that. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to come up with more great environmental ideas for the future. We'll be back, we'll be we'll back, back in a second, everybody. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey everybody, welcome back to Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. And I'm Hari. And we're going to play a game called Business Questions with you. Okay, Um, okay. You can just answer these as yourself. You don't have to like do a character or anything. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Here's the theme song. Business. Business. Please be advised. Questions. Business questions. Are we moving the needle? We've got some business. Pull up a chair. Would you like some water? Business questions. <laughs> the production values are top notch on this podcast. I, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we do our best. <laughs> okay. So um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I am a uh, Libra Scorpio cusp. Oh, yeah, controversial. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm a stand-up comic. I'm 40 years old. Uh, I've had a uh, solid but not exceptional career. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, uh, I, I have been influential, but not too influential. <laughs> I see. I see uh, me to Hassan Minaj as Woody Guthrie to Bob Dylan. I am Woody Guthrie. <laughs> Love it. Uh, which is both self-deprecatory, uh, also very mm-hmm. arrogant. To be able to, to <laughs> the ability to do both Perfect is combo. <laughs> really impressive. You're sitting in the sweet spot. I feel like in a lot of quadrants right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like you can go to a Trader Joe's in peace. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I cannot go to a, but not a farmer's market. In that's right. Yes. And yes. That's NPR, NPR celebrity. Yes. <laughs> Do you get recognized by your voice a lot? No, no, no? that has, that has never happened. Has it ever happened? No, it has never happened. But oh. people, I think, 
Mm-hmm. People have recognized, which is weird, I guess. I guess a lot of people have heard me on the radio and then looked me up after because I definitely like, oh, God, I love you. And wait, wait, don't tell me. And I'm like, that means you had, that is kind of creepy, though. You Googled yeah. me in order yeah. to know what I look like? <laughs> yeah, yeah, or yeah. they might have, yeah. Have you, do you have any funny, um, like, getting recognized stories? Uh, any, cre- any creeps you want to shout out? Yeah. <laughs> I've been, I've been taped. There are two pictures on the internet that exist of me passed out on a train, which, like, being on the subway and then passing out because I'm tired. Yeah, yeah, of course. And and I've done two 10-minute sets that took an hour and a half to get to in New York (laughs) with eight people in the audience, and I just want to go to sleep. And, of course, somebody snaps a picture it's like, it's my favorite comedian, Hurricane Ebola. He's sleepy. Like, stop doing that. He's sleepy. <laughs> that I'm is not okay. So that it's is really so not okay. okay. Twice. And it happened twice. <laughs> Did they tag you? Like, how'd you find it? One person tagged me. The other person, somebody sent me a link. Or, I don't know how I yeah, got yeah, that yeah. second, but I've seen two. And oh, then awful. And then a couple of times. Uh, well, somebody has like live tweeted a conversation I was having with a friend that was personal. Oh, that no. happened, and that was Ew. not like he seems really upset right now. Oh God, oh, why are my you? God, that was weird. And oh, then, I'm sorry. La- and then last week, uh, I was I was having like one of those existential. You know, comics have this, like, what am I doing yeah, with yeah. my life? And Of course. Like, yeah, like every I, other day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I was having a moment. I was with my friend Liz, and we were just walking in Brooklyn. Like, I don't know, man. My confidence is, like, not high. I just don't I just don't know if yeah. I'm good enough to keep doing this. Which is, by the way, not shocking. This is a weekly conversation that is sustained for a good 20 years now. <laughs> yeah, I think most um, creatives, that's just, like, mm-hmm. the, the rat in your head. That's what but it feeds it, on. Yeah. But it's still not a conversation I would have with a random person. It's with a friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And right. somebody interrupted, hey, man, just heard you on NPR yesterday. You're doing great. Don't worry about it. I'm like, ah! do not, do not, sir. Yeah, do, not. I, did, I couldn't even fake a smile. Like, do not, sir. <laughs> yeah. However, do, do buy a ticket to my show. I would like... <laughs> I, I need to sell tickets. I'm not helping you out. You need to. You need to buy them. But please yeah. don't interact with me, sir. Yeah, yeah. There's a way that you see me, and that is from the stage or from yeah. your yes. screen or in your ears, and it is one sided. This is not how this works. I think it's unfortunate that we only have the Pope mobile for the Pope. I know because a lot of people would just like to roll around in a clear booth. Yeah, they be, I mean, just being told. Like, it's just such a funny thing because obviously, you know, as we know, you never know what's going yeah, yeah. on with somebody. They can post all the happiest fucking Instagram posts in the world and, mm-hmm. you know, still be not be doing well. And it's just so crazy to be like, hey, but you're doing I heard you on this. You're doing great. You're great. <laughs> it's like, shut yeah, the fuck yeah, up. Yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> well, I you seem like yeah. you're doing so well on the thing that you carefully curated yeah. and that you're in charge of. You yeah. seem like you're doing great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's so funny how many people also think that like, oh, yeah, I've heard your voice publicly. And that means that you were paid handsomely for it. And you're like, <laughs> oh, uh, God, I don't know how to tell you that most artists are barely squeaking by. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have to be on wait, wait, don't tell me for the rest of my life to pay for this special don't you understand <laughs> don't You've do that signed a blood contract <laughs> <laughs> um speaking- free, free tote bags for the rest of my life sign <laughs> me up hey hey there we go <laughs> um speaking of uh where where do you see yourself in five years <laughs> 
<laughs> Great um, question to ask right now. Are you asking me which gutter in which city? Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. someone will snap a picture of you in five years. I, I'd also, I will say, you. I'm guessing, yeah. is that your Wikipedia photo? Because a lot of people... I hate got, my Wikipedia photos that, so much. <laughs> Wikipedia it's a screen are the worst. A, oh. oh, no. Just, wait, wait, what is Would yours? somebody else just... Take a picture of me and put it on Creative Commons that they that Wikipedia can use, please. That's a scre- it's a goddamn screenshot for a video I made, I think, for the Ford Foundation, and they didn't even take it of me smiling. It was me in <laughs> mid sentence with my mouth ajar, looking concerned, probably talking about racism or sexism or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, it, do, it's you look a, very serious. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you a, look mid word. That is how I would describe oh, it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. accurate. I do look like that often. I'm usually talking about something that bothers me and I am look a little disturbed but that I do, they don't need accuracy they need a picture of me smiling and coming off as a comedian yes exactly <laughs> yeah you know that, that yeah for some reason Wikipedia photos are just like they're never great like oh, they're always yeah. catching people like on the red carpet or in like a weird moment or something like that it's, yeah it's, it's like the like one that the photographer was good was, yeah I'm totally fine with you using this particular picture in anything <laughs> The one that you'll never want to pay for. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Let me watermark all the ones where you're right. actually. <laughs> I will say, maybe I'll tell, maybe we'll erase this, but um, there was a, I was like uh, scrolling through Instagram and there was a photo of someone. They're not a nemesis. They're just somebody I have a weird thing with. Okay. And mm-hmm. it wasn't a good, it, and this venue posted a photo that was not flattering. And I was That's like. nice. I was like, whoa, this is not a good picture of this person. And my boyfriend was like, good. <laughs> ah, nice boyfriend. I was like, thank you. That's, cool. that's real. That's real love right there. The Absolutely. problem is most of my nemesises are very attractive men. And so it just coincidentally. <laughs> Look, very, very had attractive. one unflattering photo. Okay. Yeah. There's yeah un- where? When? She, you will de- she deleted it from the entire Internet. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, Beyonce? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty dope. Hey, do you all mind if I have a lollipop while we while we do I know it's a weird Frankly, we insist. Um. I, I don't. I, I just like for some reason I was thinking to myself. I don't know why. I'm like, I wonder if I have food in my. I was hungry, so I'm like, I wonder if I have food in my in my desk right now. And I looked, and I found a single lollipop, and right. it's well, a blow. Perfect. It's a blow pop, and I kind of want to eat it now. Oh, blow pop no, sounds do, really please. good. You go for it. Yeah. What what flavor blow pop are we working with? Cherry, of course. Mm. Of course, the OG. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's good. I love it. Have you ever heard of a blow pop? Is when it gets down to like there's just a little bit of lollipop, and then that crunches yes. into the gum. Yeah. Yep. Oh, the mm-hmm. crystal, the crystallized yeah. gum. Yep. Yeah. Shit, oh I might gosh. need to get one after this. That. And yeah. We had we got for our party this year those apple caramel lollipops. Have oh, you had yeah. those in a while? Ooh. No, it's been oh, a minute. Those are good. Those hold up. Yeah. Love candy. Yeah. yeah we're <laughs> we have had a lot of candy, candy talks lately on this podcast. Uh, okay. I mean, if you if, if you remember, I am the host of Snack vs. Chef on Netflix. So. <laughs> hey, this, this is on brand. Can I also <laughs> say what favorite are... snack? On that note, yeah. Mm. I love Reese's Pieces. I feel like they're underappreciated. I yes. also hate the fact that M and M's has their own peanut butter version because I just feel yeah. like you knew Reese's had the thing. They only have one thing. Just leave them alone. Yeah. Right? And yeah, yours isn't, I agree. Yours isn't nearly as good either. So why are we doing this? Well, and it's especially bullshit because in my opinion, the perfect candy is the peanut M&M. 
So yes. you're right. Yes. Like, peanut let's just, butter. Yeah. 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 Love peanut it's m and yeah. I did um I got a Reese's big cup with potato chips in them. Wow. Highly recommend. Delicious. Okay. Yeah. Have I you like had that. the Reese's that has the Reese's pieces inside, like the cups that have the actual Oh yeah. Inside? I have had that yeah. one. Yeah. I it's love, nice extra I feel crunch. Like, yeah, Reese's is really killing the game as far as like mm-hmm. doubling up on itself constantly coming yeah. Yeah. with new oh, reinventing man, they, itself. They have mastered gluttony. It is oh, something like yeah, they're like the sugar version of Taco Bell in a lot of ways, where it's like, here's, <laughs> here's a finite number of ingredients. Let's see what we can do with them. <laughs> Same thing, basically, just remade. I mean, when you're yeah, in the yeah. candy aisle, that that color, there's a lot it's of orange. that Reese's orange. Yeah. Oh, yes. Predominantly orange. Honestly, I'd love to see the takeover. It feels yeah. good. <laughs> also, like, you know how you get the fancy, what, like, peanut butter cups and they have actual peanut oh, butter in them? Oh, God. And- yeah, yeah. Yeah, what are we yeah, doing? No. Yeah. What are we doing just? Justin's. No. If you're going to have a snack, just have the snack. If you're going to have the snack, just have the snack. Why are you lying to yourself? Just have the thing you want. That's not the thing you want. I do love, I I love the attempt to make like candy and other like, Mm -hmm. uh, Junk food healthy. It's such a funny like, thing know. that we've done, and it I makes know. me like die laughing. Yeah, this like, isn't sugar, but if you bears? no think think Ugh. about sugar while you're eating it, you might remember that it's supposed to taste good. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I mean, what is what is flavored seltzer? I mean, that's just that's such an awful lie we tell ourselves. This is kind of <laughs> like soda. It's the essence yeah. of a cherry soda. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I one of those like I got one of those like healthy Swedish fish and like part of my tooth came off. Oh, God. (laughs) What, really? Yeah, because they're so like extra gummy or something. Yeah. Mm. I feel like maybe that that was them. That was not a tooth problem. That was for sure them. Yeah, (laughs) that's absolutely on them. Don't worry. Sorry, Tess, what'd you say? Um, I said I feel like even a standard Swedish fish is a pretty high liability tooth bite. That is true. Yeah, Yeah, that was me. That was me going in with. A mouth yeah. problem. Yeah. The consistency <laughs> on Swedish fish is it ranges. Uh, oh, I love it. Because you get like the ones that are kind of stale and that have become half cement, and then you have like the real soft, like fresh, like a fresh Swedish fish is Swedish fish. Swedish fish. Swedish fish. Swedish fish. Okay. That's my Baltimore okay. accent right. <laughs> What kind of work environment do you like best? Oh, um, I like lots of I like lots of communication. I like lots of uh, when I wrote on a TV show. I loved when all of us were around the table. I like community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like feeling uh, connected. But I think the one I like the most is one where I'm at home in my underwear and I'm not accountable to anybody. And that's probably my ideal because uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a stand-up comic, and that seems like the best thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you yeah. Get good Always. work done at home. Um. Sometimes. I mean, I, I'd still go to a coffee shop or, you know, I'll go to a friend's place just because I think it's at home. It gets really easy to feel like you're not really at work. You yeah. know what I mean, mm-hmm. like, you know, obviously when you're doing podcasts and stuff, like it's clear like we're doing a thing. But if it's just like, you know, OK, you have these hours, there's nothing on the calendar, but this is where you're supposed to write or make something. It's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, it's for me, it, I really need to be. Um, under deadline for it to work at home. 
Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's it's not useful since I have a kid. Like working at home is is really important. I can't just leave because it means somebody else has to watch the kid. Yeah, and yeah. that's you know it's it's a lot of pressure on my partner if I'm not around. I'm already traveling enough where it's it's difficult. Right, so right. Mm-hmm. I, it's just hard. You you really have to change like the idea of what's your ideal work environment when you have a kid. It's like it's one where things get done as quickly as possible <laughs> and as efficiently as possible. Like it's I I was so precious about art before I had the kid. Mm-hmm. There you know it's not that i don't see art as a romantic thing but there's something about it that's become less romantic when it, it, i just got to get it done just get it yeah. done like that is that is not romantic you know <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i mean like sort of like the stewing process and the reading stuff and the thinking like art do you find that you're able to carve out that time with the kids still or is it more just like <sighs> not as it's hard it's how you really have to because he's so small you have to engage him constantly and i don't mm-hmm. want to just put him in front of a tv which happens way too often yeah you yeah. know i i go for mm-hmm. walks with the kid but with the, you can't be in your head because you, the mm-hmm. kid's gonna talk he's a kid and you and he yeah and you also want to you want to encourage that and that's tricky because the walks were the time when like the, the yeah. three times where i felt the most creative is when i'm in the shower because mm-hmm. something about like the noise of the water and there's nothing yeah. else to do uh, which also leads to th- lost thoughts because eventually I get out of the shower and I forget. It's yep. right before I go to sleep. And that's yes. also troubling because that's when uh, I say, oh, I'll just re- write it down in the morning and it's gone. Yep. That's mm-hmm. dumb. And the third is a walk, which is the best because that's when mm-hmm. you can actually write stuff down. You're moving around. You're observing the world. Mm-hmm. So I don't do that enough. Like the the walks by myself are, are probably mm-hmm. in terms of just cultivating mm-hmm. material. They're like the second best thing uh, the first best being hanging out with a friend you have get great chemistry with and just riffing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. comes up with the most material for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah, RIP all the uh, bits that have been lost to that sleepy zone. <laughs> oh. 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 I feel like yeah. there's some sure real good remember. shit I'll there. I'll repeat it 20 times. Like you're going to yeah. remember corn, yep. some... corn cake. Then <laughs> 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 you're like, I mean, do you realize, like, yeah. I would. I wouldn't be doing this podcast if I remembered all those bits. I'd be at a oh, level. Yeah. Oh, I'd <laughs> yeah. be like, oh, I don't do podcasts. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. You'd be, uh, be your automatic, automatic reply. Like, yeah. That's, I don't do them. I don't beyond. need them. I don't do them. Can't <laughs> yeah. do that. Can't do that. I need all of them. But then yeah, imagine, damn. but then think of missing what a delightful experience it is chatting with us at nine o'clock in the morning. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but consider the fact that I don't have a gold covered bathtub. Yeah, that's true. That is. Do you true. realize what my ideas could have gotten me? Yeah, I know. Have you thought about making your baby watch Boss Baby and being like, "This is the baby that I need." So pick it up, put it on, put it on your child. Uh, I think that is that's the healthy way to deal uh-huh. with it. Uh, that's why you have them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's. <laughs> um, I am so sick of Peppa Pig. Um, oh yeah. Sesame Street is still great because at least there's some nostalgia involved in it for me. But Peppa Pig is awful. Also, he likes this random, I don't even know what it is, but it's a video of like cars and and superheroes. (laughs) And it seems like it was made in like some kind of simulator. There's no words. Yeah. It's just very bizarre. And he likes so much weird kid shit out there now that you're like. Yeah, and then kids obviously yeah. they get so obsessed with certain things. I'm sure it's like mm-hmm. maddening to watch it over and over again. Yeah. The sc- the scariest thing I ever saw the result of, you know, just having kids mm-hmm. um 
having access to computers and seeing whatever they want and like kind of entertaining. But my kid already says YouTube and he's doing that. He's like, YouTube. Oh my God. Just, he knows where the thing is that he wants to see. Yeah, but yeah. I, I was doing, I had a TV pilot and one of the segments of my pilot was interviewing kids about their favorite moments in history. And then they would draw a picture of what it was. And so there, mm-hmm. one kid had a picture of like, Rosa Parks in the front of the bus. Another kid had like another moment. Like, you know, just kids drawing. And basically, you know, I was trying to find easy content for the special, uh, for, yeah. for this, for the pilot. People love yeah. kids. I was desperate. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The third or fourth kid, I forget which number, but the kid, it was a picture of two buildings on fire with a plane going <laughs> into one of them. And, and I I was absolutely, I'm like, what is this? It's like, he so- said it was a movie that he saw. Uh-huh. And that... United 93. And, and then he's like, he's like, the thing is that the, the build, like it, it didn't make sense because it was so hot and the buildings went down and it, it w- it wouldn't happen. So something it must have been a bomb in the build. And I'm like, seven year old is telling <laughs> me about loose change. Loose like, change. what do you? Oh, it was, my God. Show loose change to a seven year old. They should be prosecuted. It was oh, so disturbing. No. I, I like it's one of those things I wanted to put in the pilot, but it was so disturbing. I couldn't think that's, of any way oh, to yeah, like. Yeah, that's not like a cutesy. No, story. and you know what? Hats off to that's you because I mean, comedians. Bad. I try to explain to my civilian friends. I'm like, comedians do be just like nine eleven jokes. Yeah, they are a thing. Yeah, uh, right. non comedians yeah. don't get it. They're like, "Why would you?" I'm like, "I don't know. It's just." Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've had this one nine eleven joke I wrote after I had the kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I just have a weird time playing. Here comes the airplane, and I'm trying to feed him after nine eleven. <laughs> it just feels inappropriate. Here, That's it's gonna it. crash into your mouth, and <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> eat the survivors. They're not survivors. <laughs> <anymore. It's> just, <laughs> Yeah. Nobody. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a thing. <laughs> God, I remember performing at this uh, at Santa Monica Community College in like 2013. I did a show on 9 11 in 2013, but it was in the um, cafeteria next to a blackboard wall that somebody had drawn a giant chalk uh, 9 11 like memorial next to. And I was like, why am I performing here, here, with all the cafeteria lights on in front of a giant chalk 9-11? I was like, because they paid you. Yeah, exactly. I, I was like, know. I was like, look, I, I, I am trying. I'm going to try to give you guys the set that you want, not the set that I want to do <laughs> desperately right now because I am a professional. But God damn it. <laughs> sweating so hard the entire time. <laughs> And that's your photo, your Wikipedia photo. So. Yeah, exactly. It's me pointing at a 9-11 on a chalkboard. Um. <laughs> okay, we got to no- take another quick break. We'll be back in a second. We're back on Lady to Lady. I'm Babs. I'm Brandy. I'm Tess. And I'm Hurry. And I'm licking a lollipop. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> how's that going? Because you're not. Yeah, how's it going? Yeah, how far are we? I, I, I don't see the gum yet. So we're still okay. pretty. We cool. have some work to do. Okay, great. Perfect. Excellent. Um, it's time for Lady Problems. 
If you have a lady problem, give us a phone call at 323-6-BUT-30. You can also email us at ladiesladycomedy at gmail.com. My God, how big is your budget? Because these production values are incredible. Look, <laughs> we don't you. have kids, but if we did, they wouldn't be eating. I'll just. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so this one is written in. Um, yes. Hi, ladies. I have a lady problem. I think my therapist might have broke up with me. I have a couple of theories that back this up and hopefully aren't just fueled by the generalized anxiety that put me in therapy. I had been complaining about, okay, here's number one. I had been complaining about work and not feeling fulfilled. I'm an attorney. It turns out it's a lot harder to get a job where you can actually help people and get paid for it than I thought. So she had suggested I join this board she's on and, and all but guaranteed I would have a place. I was like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. I'll get this fulfillment I'm searching for outside of work. Then I applied. Never heard back from the organization or was able to get another session with her. As a caveat, she even acknowledged in that same session this probably wasn't a kosher therapist thing to do, but I'd be a good fit, and we just not tell people how we knew each other, yada, yada. So possibly she felt like she crossed some sort of professional line here. Two, she had recently suggested I move to monthly sessions instead of biweekly, which at the time I thought was kind of cool. Like she was saying, oh, yes, your mental health is much better now. And she had also asked if I'd like to move to in-person visits since the pandemic is, quote, over. But my insurance only covers the televisits, so that just wasn't going to happen. Basically, I went two months of requesting visits and getting declined without a reason outside the standard this therapist is unavailable. So possibly she thinks I just don't really need therapy anymore. It was actually okay for a while and I thought maybe okay I'm good without therapy yeah no two weeks ago I went on a trip with my boyfriend and what was supposed to be a romantic beach getaway turned into an entire weekend of panic attacks and hysterical hysterical crying for no identifiable reason when we got home I immediately scheduled an appointment with a new therapist on the same app who was the worst and suggested that because I've been in therapy for six years I wasn't benefiting from it and should have quote graduated by therapy from therapy by now yikes my final thought is maybe I'm just reading into this entire scheduling situation and my therapist is just busy or not paid enough by this app and has her own personal shit going on. Do I try to request one more appointment with her and face that feeling of confusion and rejection again if she declines? Do I just move on and find someone new? And if that, any tips on finding a solid therapist, please? Or do I keep trying to navigate on my own like that woman suggested? Maybe I do have enough tools to get through life without therapy after six years of working on my mental health and I'm using therapy as a crutch. I don't know. I'm just really doubting myself now. Also, is it super weird to say that I honestly just missed this therapist? I'm sort of heartbroken and keep questioning whether I overshared or said something offensive to the extent that she felt like we couldn't continue. Even then, it feels like she should have sent me some sort of message. As an aside, I know that if she did ghost me, it's super unprofessional and goes against all of her training and job requirements, but I can't help but feel I really fucked up. But help, excuse me. I can't help but feel really fucked up by this. It feels either I'm like I'm so insane she can't work with me, or that she thinks my reasons for being in therapy aren't enough to be in therapy in the first place. Can you tell I have anxiety? God, I need to be back in therapy. <laughs> I'm in a real spiral here. Please help. Thank you, and I love you so much. I'm sorry for making you live in my anxiety brain for how, however long it took you to read this email. <laughs> All right, There's fuck so your therapist. There. This is I'm pissed. Like, yeah, you yeah. deserve. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I, I just, whatever the fuck's going on, you deserve yep. clear communication. 
that mm-hmm. she exactly. was not going to move forward. Yes. So. And also what, I mean, it, there's something about the lowering of the amounts. What therapist is like, I feel like taking less of your money. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's already something there that's like, yeah. like what you, you still want the income stream, but just don't want to yes. deal with her as often. Like something about that made me really uncomfortable. The yeah. fact that she knows she did something unprofessional Mm-hmm. I mean, the idea yes. of her doing that is like already like a a, a, yeah. a, a, red, a red flag. flag. Like yeah. that's not yeah. something you yeah. do. I mean, I understand the idea of like wanting one more for for uh, clarity. Mm-hmm. And part of me also thinks like, is it? You know, that's really the question. Is it clear enough to you at this point? Do you feel pretty certain at this point that this person is not professional enough, or this person does not want to work with you? Because it certainly seems like. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- I mean, that's one of the most important things, especially if you have anxiety, is the therapist who knows how to communicate clearly and communicate yeah. often. And if you can't do that, that's like, that's not a, a therapist I don't want to work with. She's shown really bad judgment a couple of times here. And I don't think that's a person that's going to necessarily give you good feedback or like, you know, yeah, there's there's a lot of bad choices she's made already just in the few points you've listed out here. Like, I yeah, she's she's well, not good at this. <laughs> and I can't but wonder if like this sort of closeness you're feeling with this person is almost because it sounds like lines were sort of crossed. Yeah. Like I wonder if this is a therapist mm. that sort of isn't maybe amazing with boundaries and that sort of created a situation where you guys almost had more of a friend relationship than mm-hmm. like a therapist client relationship. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I understand that 6 years is an extremely long time. And, you know, it, it almost feels like a relationship. You're like, oh, my God, I have to start over with someone new. I have to tell them all my shit. You know, it takes a long time for someone to get to know you in that way. So I, I understand why it's daunting. But um, she did. Yeah, she crossed the line. She should have never yeah. offered you this this board thing. Like, And yeah. then to have it have it be sil- like silence on the other end, that's such bullshit. She told you to lie. Yeah. Like, she yeah. literally told you, which is yeah. something you were – like, that is so unethical. Like, not only mm. – that's like, no, what yeah. is your priority? Your priority is to your client. That's mm-hmm. your priority. There aren't other things that, no, this is very yeah. clear. This person needs therapy. You're a therapist. The end. That's, <laughs> yeah. There is nothing else. Yeah, telling yeah. somebody exactly. who you know it has anxiety to openly lie to people. That's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, we all, yeah, we all love to lie to people when we have major anxiety. Yeah. And again, like putting you in this position where you are wondering and, and your brain is, is coming up with all these fears because she hasn't given you that clear yeah. communication. I mean, she mm-hmm. as a mental health professional should know that's exactly what you need and exactly what she should be helping you with. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it makes me really mad because it's just like, it's so unfair to put you in this position. This, there, this is the last thing you should be feeling this way about, you know? That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think, I mean, I do think she's, I would move on for sure. I don't think yeah. you're going to get the closure that you want exactly. It sounds like, unfortunately, yeah. you need to put that time into finding someone new, which really is difficult, I, I know, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, yeah, you already had a weird experience with someone else who <laughs> thought you should be fixed by now or whatever. Which that's is, insane. That person is also, that's No one insane. is. Everyone, no. if, I mean, There's, obviously I know not everyone has access to therapy, which fucking sucks because I wish everyone did. But everyone should be in it forever. There's not an end. Yes. It's an ongoing process. You yeah, know. there is no graduating out of it because it's like it's yeah, just having somebody that like isn't in your personal life once a week to go be like, am I fucking crazy about this? That like <laughs> yeah. is, you know, is it's just really nice <laughs> to have like there's everyone should have access to that for sure. In terms of finding a new therapist, I mean, I think talking to friends openly and asking if their therapist had any recommendations is good like mm-hmm. somebody you trust and 
care about, uh, you know, kind of saying, ah, I'm dealing with this and this, like, who would your therapist recommend? Also, mm-hmm. I don't know where this um, person's writing from, but there are some amazing clinics that have sliding scale. Um, mm-hmm. And oftentimes, like, they they get, like, that's the purpose of this clinic yeah. is to provide solid service for the community that can't necessarily afford, yeah. like, $400 a month or whatever it costs for your sessions. And so... Uh, that's a lot of money for it. No, actually, four hundred a month if you're going weekly is not that's that bad. That's pretty normal. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. but Low but rates, that's still yeah. it might still be a lot for somebody. I mean, so that's I, a, I do for somebody. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. a lot yeah. of money. But yeah, that is I think kind of the going. Or yeah, that's yeah. how I found mine. I I went to I you know I was on the way. It, you do have to do a waiting list, and you have to put the work in, which can yeah. be really hard, you know, sometimes. Mm-hmm. But. Um, I found my therapist at a sliding scale place, and the first one I had I didn't like, and mm-hmm. I did ghost. <laughs> But That's I think fine. it's okay the other ghost. way. The You're allowed to go. The client can go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the the second one I found. I mean, that's the one I'm still with. And when she she you know graduated into like real mm-hmm. being a real therapist because it's like training for them. She you know I do see her every two weeks and she does give me a discounted rate because like we've been seeing each other for so long she knows I can't afford her regular rate. And yeah. so you know I I I mean she's incredible. And so like there is. So it's it is again it's kind of like a relationship there is someone out there for you who is the right fit who mm-hmm. it's just going to take a little bit of work to find them you know trust yeah. your gut like yeah have a session or two with somebody but trust your gut if you feel like it's you know a good fit or not um, i would also say like in this interim period like because it sounds like you are going to be kind of in limbo mm-hmm. for a little bit um i would really double down on like other coping mechanisms you have to deal with your anxiety like yes you know yeah. i have to work out five days a week because that's just like how my anxiety like make sure you're exercising meditating like mm-hmm. all those other things so that this isn't like quite such a tumultuous period for you and then that's gonna help you get the clarity to deal with this too yeah and i'd say also just like look at the i don't know what kind of uh, uh therapy your last therapist like practiced but like there's a lot of different kinds and like different theories out there and like make sure that it's you know the people that you're looking at like are practicing stuff that feels like it would actually be really helpful to you. It's like cognitive yeah. behavioral therapy for me is like the only one that really works. Uh, and like, you know, but there's also like there's Jungian, and there's all sorts of different things out there. Like, you know, do a little bit of research and try to hone in a little bit if you can. Mm. Also, we might cut this out because I'm not sure if this is a totally informed uh, take I have, but um, I think I read an article that like a lot of those apps, like they, they're not beholden to the same privacy standards as like yeah. when you go oh. visit a therapist in a clinic. Oh, that's or ugh. or like choose someone through your telehealth. So I'm a yeah. I, I will say I did better help, stuff. and a therapist on there told me that God told her to give money away on Facebook. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I've heard not great things about so. that. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I just had like a complete black mirror like moment where I was like, oh, my God, people are paying to watch these therapy sessions. <laughs> like you can pay 10 bucks to watch someone's private to learn. therapy. Yeah. 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 Just, I just I've, saw this uh, this documentary about the uh, the psychic network with uh, Miss oh, Cleo. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. and, and that's my fear with uh, these therapy networks. It's like that people who aren't qualified pretending mm-hmm. that they know what they're doing. Like, yeah, unfortunately, terrifying. Yeah, exactly. Oh, by yeah, the way, I mean, yeah. Tess, I'm at the point where uh, the 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 gum is visible. Ooh. I see the little the little bit of the Ooh, lollipop. I'm about to bite in now. Oh, congratulations! Oh. Can we get that on mic? Can we get that on mic, please? <laughs> 
I think I heard it. I, I got a little bit. Oh, yeah. All right. That's good. There's for the ASMR heads on the audience. There you go. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Yeah. I hope this is the only podcast we have you eating a lollipop on. That's going to be our. This is the only one that exists. Hell yeah. So, Perfect. Some people, some people find it very unprofessional, but I appreciate that we don't hear. Exactly. Yes. No, we're, yeah. I know we asked you business questions, but we're all, we're not business here. Yeah. <laughs> no business. I honestly also do love the power move of eating a lollipop in a business interview. I really think I that <laughs> if you just pulled out a blow pop mid interview, would be, it'd be great if you had a, I'd be like, oh, would you like one? And then you had a second one to offer. I mean, there's the, you, you get that say, job immediately. Nothing has made me feel more like I was. That my boyfriend was like actually my child. Then we were flying the other day, and I had, and I had just lollipops in my bag for some reason, and I was like <laughs> giving them to him for his anxiety because it helps. Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh boy, this feels real. It feels real, mommy, right now. <laughs> so keep some lollipops in your just bag. So, uh, I don't know why I had dum dums in my bag. Don't ask yeah. me, but they were in there. <laughs> this is a much less innocent story, but. Like 15 years ago, I was at Coachella with my ex-boyfriend and we all took Molly with the rest of our friends. And while my ex and I were using the bathroom, all of our friends got arrested. Oh, yeah. Whoa. So the Molly hadn't kicked in yet. So then it kicked in. We like stayed because what else were we going to do? We like stayed and watched Pixies or whatever. And then (laughs) we had to go bail our friends out of jail while we were on drugs. And I was in the bailman's office with a lollipop. Like, all right. So what exactly do we have to do to get the Molly? Oh my god! <laughs> wow, we all got lollipop stories. Yes. Good old, um, good old lollipop stories. I love it. All right, it. did we solve? I feel like we. I mean, I we didn't solve it. the problem, but again, yeah. fuck that therapist. You d- you deserve yeah. better. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, that's our show, Hari. Thank you for joining us. Oh my god, that was a, a blast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and let everybody know where they can. Watch Vacation Baby and get your album and support you in all the ways. Um, April 18th, Vacation Baby comes out on YouTube. And also the same day on Bandcamp, you get extended Vacation Baby. If you would like to pay money to to listen to the work, it's a longer version of uh, the special. Um, and yeah, hurrykundabolu.com, which honestly is just Googling hurry on, uh, you know, Googling hurry kundabolu. Or, no. Google Hari Comic because Kundabolu is hard to spell. And if you try doing harikundabolu.com, it might not work. No, yeah, just you can find me. Okay, like, yeah. this is not, <laughs> yeah. it's not, it's not 1997. <laughs> this isn't 97, all right? You need just, your net, you're just, a net your gear website. Terms, your proper terms. Go on Alta Vista and do, <laughs> ask Jeeves where ask you can out. find it. <laughs> but yes, go, go. <laughs> Watch a special, buy the album. It's yes. really important when you buy uh, comedy albums. Mm-hmm. It really supports us as artists. So go buy the album and uh, enjoy. And, and I have so a much. child, and my yes. child is so small. Save, <laughs> save his child. Support. Save the child. <laughs> uh, thanks, we'll everybody. Guys next week. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Three, two, three. Six but thirty. It's six but thirty somewhere. Hey, ladies. I am a recent convert to the podcast, um, and going through the back catalog, I recently listened to the Irene Two episode you did about a year ago, where you talked about being early or late to parties, and I am 
habitually late to everything, but I am aspirationally on time. And anytime I'm running late and feeling bad about it, I love to think about a phrase my grandmother shared with me, which is better late than never, better never than than early. And so I just felt like I wanted to share that with you. I thought that you might appreciate it. Um, and I just wanted to say that I think the advice you share and the work you do and the comedy you do is important. I wish that I was listening to you about 10 years ago. I think I would have saved myself a lot of pain and self-doubt. Um, but I'm happy that I found you now. And yeah, anyway, thanks. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, ladies. Uh, my name is Brian. I've been listening to you for over a decade, and I have never called in. I just wanted to say that uh, many years ago, uh, growing up in my Metro Detroit suburb, uh, we had a friend who was kind of gullible, and we convinced her that Darius Rucker had his summer home in the neighborhood across from mine. And she was skeptical, but we all went with it and made her believe it when he wasn't touring. So it was just like a regular suburban house, but like you can't really dispute it because he's on tour. So anyway, that's my Hootie and the Bullfish. Sorry. Love you guys. Bye. Lady to Lady is produced by Katie Levine. Get tons of bonus content, discounted tickets for live shows, and lots more at patreon.com slash lady to lady. Follow us on Instagram at lady, the number two, lady comedy. And give your input on lady problems and get info about upcoming live shows. And hey, don't forget to follow our individual accounts on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Babs Gray, Brandazzle, and Testify Barker. Follow Lady to Lady on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, you can rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Lady to Lady merch.